feel like I've learned that we can do more learning from the past. Yeah. Uh, where can we go now? Just throwing this out there, you, you talk about Vietnam. You know, we all know that Vietnam veterans did not receive the most welcoming home. Yeah. Um, but if you go back and look at Eastman mm -hmm. and, and the way Eastman highlighted his Vietnam veterans, how it thought of its Vietnam veterans, uh, from those killed in action to those that received awards, they were proud of their service in this country, regardless of where the country stood as a whole, the mentality at the time. Yeah. Eastman and this community took pride in those service members, and I, and I think we're still there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons we have one of the highest veteran populations in this country. Mm. All right, welcome to another episode of Tavern Talks. I'm joined here with Brandon Horn, myself, Travis Featherstone. Uh, part of the leadership team on EVETS, and we're going to be talking today through uh, the history of Eastman and how it supported veterans in the past. Uh, we've got a, you know, our, our table is, is filled right now with articles uh, from, you know, past military conflicts of, of when Eastman had uh, highlighted veterans, highlighted their families, highlighted events. Uh, so, so Brandon has done a lot of this great research, uh, pulled it all forward, pulled it out of the Eastman Library, you know, sat back in the catacombs and really dug through a lot of this. And I'm very grateful because it's, it, it's an interesting aspect and it gives us a good prism to think about how best to support veterans today. Um, and we can kind of, you know, learn from some of these best practices, uh, some of these aspects that you know, Eastman had done in the past and, and kind of look at, wow, man, this is awesome. Some of these articles, some of these highlights, some of these tributes, uh, some of the discussions that they had, some of the highlights on family. Um, and all right, we're going to step up to the challenge and we're going to start looking at how we can, we can begin doing this uh, uh, here today. So with that, Brandon, welcome. Thank you for pulling all this together. Um, I'll let you just kind of kick it off with, uh, what do we got here? What is all of this? Yeah, so I appreciate it, first of all. There's a lot of information here, and, you know, we, this all started with our Memorial Day event. Yeah. Um, you know, we did some research through uh, local Tennessee chapters of veterans that had been killed in action for Memorial Day. Um, but I got to remember it as I grew up as a son of an Eastman employee that we used to do the TC News. And so the question came in my mind was, what would the TEC news have as far as veterans that served, killed in action, etc.? So I went back uh, to the library. Uh, so where, where's this library? This library is in research and we build 150. Okay. And, and I found the old TEC news section and each year had its own little book that had been copied and put mm -hmm. into a book uh, and been preserved. And, you know, I'm very thankful that they preserved that information because as I started going through it, you know, there's so much information here that I couldn't remember it all. <laughs> I can um, see we got we got thirty paper you know pieces of paper you know kind of scattered around us right now. <laughs> but it's amazing, and you know it, it enlightened me. I think we had twenty seven members that we honored for Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, and I started this after we had already made the um, yard signs to put out on the uh, road there. And what I found out was my number was off by sixty or seventy. Yeah. Uh, as I started flipping through these and reading some of the articles from those that were killed in action to uh, Bronze Star Awards to 
uh, some of the stuff you'll we'll talk about and touch a little bit about the first two females returning from war um, uh, to Bronze Star Awards. I mean, Eastman really took the time to highlight its military community, you know, from advertisements in the TC News uh, for Defenders of Freedom to just simple topics of, of, of talking about an employee's son and where they were in boot camp. Uh, it's really interesting, and if you've never taken the time just to go over and pick up one of those books, I would just recommend it for anyone just to learn the history of Eastman as overall. For us as veterans, I learned so much, and, and I think it's something we can use and evets mm -hmm. to progress in the future um well you kind of threw out a, an interesting you know maybe a like i guess you'd call that a team building exercise something like that right um i'll kind of let you share a little bit about that yeah i mean as far as evets is concerned you know i consider you know we always talk about team building and what can we do and i thought one thing that would be really interesting is we each just go over and grab a year um i think the earliest year starts in 1946 that they track them uh, and it goes up into the, the 80s. Uh, obviously, we know when our conflicts are, but we could each just grab a year, take time, go through it, and make copies of some of these stories and highlight those and kind of learn where we came from to where we are today and maybe take some lessons of our yeah, own from Yeah, it's like this. benchmarking a yeah. little bit of, you know. Where are we now compared to where we were then? And we kind of talked to the history, like, the environmental like atmosphere of society and things in those time frames right of you know then versus now and stuff like that yeah so i think it's unique i mean uh, just just throwing this out there you, you talk about vietnam you know we all know that vietnam veterans did not receive the most welcoming home yeah um, but if you go back and look at eastman mm -hmm. and, and the way eastman highlighted its vietnam veterans how it thought of its vietnam veterans uh, from those killed in action to those that received awards, they were proud of their service to this country, regardless of where the country stood as a whole, the mentality at the time. Yeah. Eastman and this community took pride in those service members. And I, and I think we're still there. Uh, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons we have one of the highest veteran populations in this country mm -hmm. is because volunteer state, et cetera. Yeah. But it's not just highlighting Tennessee. I mean, now that we've done this research, for here, you know, I'd like to know what happened in Texas, you know, and Pennsylvania. If, if the companies have been around that long, yeah. let's let's find this information. But there's so much information. I think we all get captured by the World Wide Web that we forget that there's paper copies around and stuff oh, yeah. like this. And this is probably only paper copy, right? They, it, I don't think they do. It, they have digital. It, they do not have digital. So okay. what you're looking at in front of you is me standing at a copy machine for about <laughs> an hour and a half and going, "Oh wow, that's cool. Let me make a copy." Okay. Yeah, so walk us through uh, what you have here. Um, so the first we'll thing I'll start off, off with, yeah. yeah, the first thing I'll start off with is, uh, you know, it's from Tuesday, May 28th, 1946, and this was TC honored um, the fallen of World War II. And as you look at this, you know, I said we highlighted 27. You sit here and you look at this page. I mean, it's essentially two pages, and yeah. I haven't went through and counted the numbers, but there's approximately 60 names on these just from World War II. Is this the same one? Yeah. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. So, so as I look at it, you know, you see their military picture. So they had their, you, that means that... They were connected with the recruiter or they were connected with... The family. The family, yeah. You know, they, they had their military picture, you know, from the family that they took time to publish in the TC yeah. newspaper that they did back then. And it has to, you can pretty much tell the branch of service. Yeah. You know, they served in by that picture. 
Um, but I think one of the most interesting things about it, 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 it tells the branch of servers from Marine Corps to Army to Army Air Force, which yeah. didn't Air Force didn't exist then, but as you'll see as we go forward, you'll see some Air Force names. But it talked about the department they worked in. It was like Eastman. So was the Eastman in, department. Eastman yeah. was invested in where they were at. Hey, this is, and I'll just use an example here. Uh, James Bentley Jr. You know, he worked in the winding department, and he was Army. You know, okay. and, and and if you take time to look through these things, these pictures, you see these faces. There was a lot of sacrifice made here at Eastman that went to war, and Eastman took the time to recognize. Yeah. Hey. You know, these, these guys left the company, and they never came back home. And, and I think that's... Now you've got, uh, you know, upper right, third from the, the end is, is Fred Lewis. Yeah. You know, we just uh, honored him uh, over Memorial Day. Uh, in fact, his niece still works at Eastman, uh, Fredna Smith, and we presented her with uh, a folded flag, uh, you know, encased with... Uh, Fred Lewis's military um, unit patches uh, along with it. So he was from the spinning department as well. Yeah, and, and so here's one I'll just point out real quick. His name's Cheryl Davis, and I think you can look through here. It was Major Cheryl Davis. Uh, he worked in the winding department. If you look on there, it says Air Force. Um, and that's very early on to see the term Air Force used. Yeah. Um, so he was a major? He was a major. Oh, wow. Um, so... <sighs> We had some representation wow. from Eastman in this community, and it, and you see these faces, and we a lot of these divisions still exist. Yeah. Uh, C division, you know, twisting, um, acetate department, uh, machine shops. You just wonder what they know yeah. about their past. Oh yeah. And well, what was the what was the environmental culture of that? Right, the the spinning department. You know, did they know the heartbeat of their their you know, employees and their soldiers, you know, that were like, man, these, these, we know the people in our, our department that, you know, are serving or have left and served and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of the, like, in my mind, it's, it's kind of like a challenge. I feel like you're throwing out a challenge in that, you know, if we were to break down our veterans right now, I don't think that we would be able to put them in a, a particular department and say, oh, well, we clearly know how many are in the, you know, uh, maintenance department or, you know, we got now. Granted, through a lot of the M and A, we got a lot of satellite sites, and and we do have a lot of veterans uh, at other locations other than just Kingsport in Texas. Um, but at the same time, I think it would be very difficult for us to truly put down on paper and say, "Hey, I know where all the veterans are." Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've done these road shows in the past where we ask leadership, you know, how many veterans uh, do you have underneath you, and, and, yet, and when you get to like five, and you've got. <laughs> division representation there and the most they can count is five we know the number is going to be greater than that yeah you know um but they just don't know and you know maybe we can get back to that and maybe this is a lessons learned opportunity for us how yeah. can we get to this this point now to where we know who's in reserve mm -hmm. who's in the guard who's deployed um you know who's a veteran you know and, and the more interesting thing about this and i hope that anybody out there is listening is as we move forward with this at EVETS in the future, if you had a family member yeah. that was one of these individuals that mm -hmm. we published, reach out to us. Let us know because 
one, we want to take time to recognize you, but if there's somebody we're missing we don't know about, Absolutely. we want to make sure that they're covered as well. Well, that, that's a good point. Kind of kind of talk through what happened at, at post-Memorial Day, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how the phone call originally happened, but we got the email. Like, there was a, a, a string of emails um, where essentially someone from the community had driven by our signs and our flags on Wilcox Boulevard um, and uh, had said, oh, man, I don't see my grandfather, right? It was grandfather. Yeah. Um, called up, somehow got in touch with either, you know, public affairs or corporate communication, which trickled to Yvette's, which trickled down. So the community noticed, right, uh, whether, um, you know, they know all these names or not whether some of these family members are still in the area or not, right? There were people out there in the community that recognized, you know, uh, what we had done within the community, you know, to recognize Memorial Day. And, and just like you had opened and led with, you know, a lot of this information we found, you know, a day or two right after Memorial Day, and we were like, oh, man, we missed a whole bunch. It, it, unfortunately, it was unfortunate timing, but at the same time, I think it was fortunate in that it, it revealed so much that we just didn't know. Yeah. Right. I think that's what brought us to this discussion today. Yeah, and a matter of fact, that phone call, if you look on this list, actually leads to an individual that's on this list. And so the one interesting thing about this list and what Eastman's provided is it doesn't necessarily give us the story. And so if you have somebody out there, you yeah. can give us the story of what unit they served in. You yeah. Know, um, you know, how it went for them. Where they were stationed in combat, you know, where they at in World War II, it, it kind of helps us tell their story. And I think, we you know, I feel as though we're a very military-friendly company. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we have always been in regards to my research. And uh, I feel like I've learned that we can do more learning from the past. Yeah. Uh, where can we go now? And so, you know, to anybody that's listening, help us. You know, yeah. if you had somebody that served, tell us their story. You know, we want to tell their story for you. Now, I guess walk me through some of these articles that you've read. Have you read them all? I have or, went through, but there's so many <laughs> there's stories There's so many. Here. There is. Uh, I've just picked through a couple of these that uh, are, are, are fascinating, but... Uh, you know, uh, let's just talk about manufacturing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um we all know we go through the apprenticeship program now in manufacturing. So this is one of the most interesting stories I found for me uh, from this aspect was, um, and I, don't, I think this was 47 or 48, I don't have the year, I cut it off when I was copying, um, but it's apprentices Navy training is worth two years of credit. Oh, wow. You know, okay. and so, hey, now we gotta look at it now, like how can we get back to that where yeah. that, that training can link over to where so, so obviously now we go to Northeast State Community College yeah. and I was a reservist and a lot of those credit credit transferred but how can we link more of the military training into what's worth in the Wait, and this is kind of the spirit of what we're trying to, to yeah. dig up right now right yeah. you know how to how does our, our leadership and how do you know even our veterans recognize the skills that skills and experiences that we bring to the table that were learned from a different organization, right? You know, so, you know, even on the CV, right? Uh, you know, if I worked at a different company, Eastman kind of takes that into consideration. It might not be Eastman manufacturing, but it was something else. So it's, well, how do we recognize that the military experience and military training um, has 
an impact. And that, that article, you know, clearly talks about how Eastman's giving credit for a military training or a military advancement, right? Yeah, so for this example, you know, it was Bill Rice, he was an electrician. Mm -hmm. You know, the apprenticeship program for most of us is four years. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, he was an electrician in the military, so they gave him two years credit and said, hey, gotcha. you've got yeah. a lot of training behind you, you've got that experience, let's let's take some of that training time down and get you in when we need to get you as a full-time yeah. apprentice graduate. Oh, yeah. And so huge. we can see there's potential uh, opportunities there mm -hmm. um, that we can learn from. Yeah, now for me, an infantryman, no applicable, no applicable skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's all you are, so don't, don't be too... Uh, yeah. But then you look at some of the other stories, and I know you've got some of there in front of your face, yeah. uh, talking about the first two females to return from war, and I've yeah. got one in front of me. You know, we asked you this question earlier, and I'll just throw out the name here just for the article. It's uh, from 1947, April time frame. It was Harry W. Smith awarded the Bronze Star for a war exploit. Yep. You know, Eastman highlighted that, and I said, how many employees do you think we have right now that have been awarded the Bronze Star? I know. I, I don't know. Right, you know, they're, they're other than counting some of the license plates, right? And I've seen a couple of those around, around, uh, you know, the the campus and the parking lots. Um, other than that, you know, I mean it, and it's interesting that you know I think that we're going to break through some of this this ceiling and this misnomer that it's protected and you're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody that that you got a you know army you know accommodation medal, right? Um, or, or whatnot. And I'm hoping that our leadership actually, you know, helps, you know, break through some of this force and, and with us on this, right? But it's kind of interesting to, if you think about it, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about leadership. We've talked about the holistic person um, and, and leading the holistic person, not just, okay, I'm at work and I'm in my cubicle. Um, I've got a supervisor and that supervisor leads me, right? In the military, we don't really do that. We don't really only lead, you know, from the, the morning formation of PT to, you know, your, you know, end formation where you're leaving to go home. You're, you're depending on your role, you could be on call essentially 24 hours, seven days a week, right? And you're leading through, you know, uh, marital disputes. You're leading through financial disputes. You're leading through... Um, you know, maybe even prescription uh, addictions and things like that. Those are things that I never had to, I never thought that I would have to, to, to lead in. But, you know, day one I ended up, well, yeah, we're, we get that you know battle drills and, and physical fitness and marksmanship. You actually got to do this too as an officer. And I was like, oh, man, holy cow, this is a whole lot more. And so when I think about this stuff, when I think about um, – the newspaper taking time to highlight things like a bronze star or to highlight the two women employees that returned from war. It talks to, it, it speaks to me in that, you know, it's kind of a holistic leadership, right? Back then they, they you know, I think you talked about it too. They highlighted what, what colleges their sons and daughters would go to. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just different stuff where they were talking about the family. It wasn't just about, you know, 
what was going on within the company, um, which I think is, is, I think that's where we want to get back to. Yeah, so it's kind of, I think when we look at where we were at, I mean, I was in the military for 23 years, you were, you knew the, you knew who your soldiers were, but you yeah. knew their families, yeah. how many kids they had, et cetera. Yeah. And I think that's where we used to be as a company at Eastman. I think we could still, we're still there to a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think September 11th changed a lot for Eastman yeah. as well as everybody else. I mean, I can remember driving into Eastman and going to 89 gym and shooting basketball as a kid with mm-hmm. my dad, you know. It's all locked down now. It's all locked down, you know. And, you know, there was a time where, and there may be some people who still work out here remember it, um, families used to come in and have Sunday dinner at Building 89 Cafeteria. And so I think September 11th changed a lot for the entire country, and I think that highlights us. But, I I mean, I think we still know who we work with. Um, I think we still know about their family. But we used to take the time to tell the entire company, you know, hey, uh, Travis Featherstone's expecting a new child in six weeks. No, you're not. not. I know you're not. But let me not. <laughs> just yeah, just a simulation there. Let me not yeah. throw that out there for you. But um, <laughs> but they used to let the company know, and then they would highlight the kids. And yeah. I think you felt more connected. And some of these stories, when you read through, and I read through them, you know, talking about the Bronze Stars to some unfortunate circumstances. There's a story in here about an individual that was in the military that got hit by a train and killed over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unique that they used to take the time to get to know the entire company yeah, uh, and what was going on. And, you know, I can remember, I told you here earlier. Well, do you think that this is, this is leading or kind of a lagging effect from just the environment, the society, right? Uh, and I had spoken to you, you know, briefly offline before that, um, but kind of around the... Well, during this time frame, the whole country mobilized. Yeah. Right? Everyone was around, you know, sons and daughters and service members. And, you know, well, you know, my manufacturing plant shut down from making refrigerators, and now we're helping the war effort. And before I go see a movie, they stand into the national anthem, and they have advertisements for war bonds. You know what I mean? And things like that, so that I can help contribute. Even if I can't go to the European front or the Asian front, I can still help those troops get them back home, right? Do you think that this is, you know, um, this this happened because of those times, or this happened regardless? This was just the fabric of Eastman. You know, I think it was the fabric of Eastman. If you look back, you know, there's some there's some articles in here, and I, I don't know if I've got a copy of it in here with me or not, but um, <laughs> there was a article that was published of what they did for the veterans one year anybody that had served was they you know during the world war times we talked about war bonds uh eastman went out and bought war bonds mm-hmm. for anybody that was serving you know here's our contribution to you yeah. and so so the reason i found out about that was there was an article that had a list of names of individuals that hadn't picked up their war bonds yet you know mm-hmm. it's like come by and pick up your war bonds they're available <laughs> for you yeah. this is our gift to you yeah. but i think eastman was just so developed in the community yeah. into its individuals uh, as people to talking about like I said the first two females that returned from war yeah. the first brother and sister um, there was a brother sister combo at Eastman that served in combat and when they returned home to so those that were killed in the unfortunate yeah. circumstances to bronze stars to 
your son or daughter or somebody's son or daughter being at boot camp and it told where they were at, you know, Fort Jackson, what company they were at. Yep. And they were in their fourth week, and they would share a picture of those stories. And, and well, now this was this was a dedicated department, though. This newspaper. Oh yeah. 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 So this wasn't a you know extracurricular volunteer on top of your normal job. Hey, we got to go find you know articles, and we got to go do some research, and we got to you know this was a solely dedicated position at Eastman. Yeah. Uh, which I think, from an infrastructure standpoint, makes it easier or harder, but you know. I mean, um, we've it, definitely changed. I mean, has, yeah, the, right. that department doesn't exist anymore. You know, it, it's there's a lot that doesn't exist anymore. But I think we as evets can kind of try to pick up some of the slack, and and maybe as a community, just getting out and and getting involved, and you know, sending us information that we may not know about to evets at eastman dot com, um, and help us out and help us share the information. Um, when you talk about you know, there used to be a dedicated department to the TC News, yeah. and, and the, I can remember hearing about, you know, you know, 89 Cafeteria used to be Eastman employees. You know, yeah. that was your job. Full-time employees working at the cafeteria. And my next-door neighbor growing up actually retired from the cafeteria, and I was like, well, that could be a great job, you know, retiring from the cafeteria, as far as Eastman was concerned. But the cafeteria worker was the same as the CE division worker at that yeah. time. A lot of that stuff's contracted out now. Um, and that's not to say anything negative about Eastman, but I think... It was just different at the time, right? It was different times, yeah. and now we're trying to get back, as far as EVETS is concerned, yeah. into growth and recognizing our veterans, recognizing our community, building our veteran community, and so we can actually take a lot of lessons from what we see in front of us. Yeah. No, this is, this is, uh, this is awesome. Um, I, I do appreciate you you bringing this all forward, and this is something that, without a doubt, you know our our, our leadership team we're going to jump into this and take a look because this is there's some really cool stuff um, that you've kind of brought forward. We've been kind of just looking at and listening to, um, and it's it's kind of eye opening to some of the things that we can do now. And really, what I'm thinking about too, and. This isn't the only, you know, individual and the only in the case, but like Travis is, is leaving for his his training, you know, uh, exercise and, and, and that sort of stuff. So I know that I reached out to see, hey, you know, hey, does your family need anything? You need me to come over and mow the yard, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like back then that was just kind of a normal thing and it wasn't like, oh, I remembered that Travis was leaving to his thing. It was uh, they had this publicated list of people that were doing basic training and, oh, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And they were going and, um, and that, that might, that, that may have, you know, kind of been a, a forward thinking way of, of taking control of the culture and the environment and saying, this is what we're celebrating, right? Because they put it out in this, this format. Um, that they're recognizing and that they're celebrating bronze stars, you know, children that are finishing basic, um, you know, those that paid the ultimate sacrifice, things like that. It doesn't become this, oh, we're here getting two more weeks of vacation kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not really vacation. I'm going off and I'm training and I'm serving my country. But when I come back, I'm fully dedicated to Eastman, you know, and actually I'm probably stressing and thinking about Eastman while I'm gone as well, that kind of stuff. All right. So... 
Yeah, no, this so is this is awesome. A lot of information here. So here's just just to throw something out real quick from 1947. You know, it says in memory of the 73 Eastman men who died mm -hmm. for their country. So right there, we know we were way off on numbers. But yep. what what really highlights this for me is um, over on the right hand side of this same article. There's like a classified section that talks about cars for sale, trucks for sale. You know, they have DE classifieds now, but back then they put it in the TC news. But what really, in bold letters on the right side, it says Veterans Meetings. And it talks about the American Legion and when their meeting is that month, the Reserve Officers Association, yep. to the Sullivan County Veterans Association. I don't even know if we have, do we have a Sullivan County Veterans Association anymore? I don't know. I'm thinking like the Tri-Cities, you know. TC Max, yeah, you know, Mac, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of the, v, you know, the VFWs it's, and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and then here's one, 394th Composite Group. Uh, they're going to meet at the city hall the first Tuesday of each month at 7:30. Mm -hmm. So, so we know this community, yeah. the community yeah. was supportive, and, and so it was highlighted through that. Um, and, and I think, you know, just looking at some of these articles, it, it would be impossible to cover every piece of information in here. Uh, and, and I would love to do the team building exercise where we just go through there and, and, and read through it. Um, um, from the articles, I mean, here's another one, Ford killed in Vietnam, you know, Sergeant Freddie Ford, uh, 24, from Churchill, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, they've got pictures, a little bio article talking about their family, things like that, yeah. There's so much information here. It, it would be impossible to just talk about it, in, you know, in a podcast. But what I would recommend to anybody is if you're out in the plant or if you're not out on the plan, go into 150 Research, go into the library and just pull out a book, open it up and read, you know, uh, where are we now uh, compared to where we were then? Are there lessons learned um, yeah. that well, we can take advantage of? Yeah, are there challenges that we can be challenged with, right? Like, I, I you know, wasn't aware of all of this until I was made aware of it, and it, it's... Uh, it's a great benchmark for us to not just compare ourselves to, but also compare where we want to be um, and set ourselves up for what kind of targets and objectives and, and how we engage not just veterans, but their families and our allies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just amazing to see, you know, I've heard stories, you know, I worked over in 153 Big Shop and HVAC and I've heard stories and I've seen a guy, you know, he had his little certificate that his dad was awarded from where Eastman helped build the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that Eastman was involved in building the atomic bomb, but then I'll go through and I start reading these articles and there's a whole page of, we keep our freedom if we are prepared to protect it, you know, and, and, and it highlights Eastman employees yeah. and where they're at in the company wearing yeah. their military in uniform. So yeah. they're in there in uniform, working on machinery. Yeah. And, and, and it kind of talks about it. Now, obviously, military has regulations that kind of prevent us from going out in uniform <laughs> and taking photos now. Uh, and, and, you know, our HR policies have yeah, changed yeah. over time. Yeah. So there's obviously stuff that we couldn't do that we did then. But I think there's a lot to be learned from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate you bringing this, uh, sharing this with all of us. And, and there's so many exciting stories that I can't wait to, to get in and, and, and be able to read. Um, a great benchmark and a great, you know, uh, glimpse of some best practices that we can, you know, hope to lean on and, and, and definitely recognize those that have come before. So uh, I think we have some exciting different options that you've, you've brought up, you know, too, of how we can... Um, 
you know, turn some of those um, yard signs that we were highlighting those that had, you know, had sacrificed on behalf of the country and had also served in, uh, or employed at Eastman into to permanent fixtures. So I'm looking forward to that uh, and, and definitely looking forward to the way forward with our, our, our leadership team and, and being able to look through a lot of this. So, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Travis.